Two friends from a small town in West Virginia have one thing in common, a love of hip-hop. So it's only right that they get together to wax poetic about what they love. This is Hip-Hop Manifesto Podcast. I'm your host, the Hyphen, a.k.a. Kelly Conley. And with me to my left, I got my friend here, who just came out of hibernation. It was a long sleep. It was a long sleep. We have long sleeps for a reason. And I'm Chivalry, a.k.a. Matt Spencer. That's right. And um, like I said, we're here to do our hip-hop manifesto podcast. We're not dead. Sight's not dead. <laughs> we just like to make you think that so you don't pay attention to us anymore. It's a long hiatus. Yeah, for real. Because um, I, I went into this on that little video clip I posted, me and my friend Eric talking, um, that we started doing the second episode, like middle of summer, but it was supposed to be about the eras of hip-hop, and we were going through everything way too fast, and we were supposed to do the eras of hip-hop today, but... You realize we don't know enough about early hip hop to really give you a good episode yet, so. But we're researching it. We're going yeah. to break it down, and we're going to give it to you the way it should be presented, with as much information about it as we can, and then we're going to have a good discussion about it. So. Yeah. So this era is a hip hop episode is probably going to be like a couple of parts. So we're going. To, we're probably not going to do them all back to back to back. So. But it will be the magnum opus, or magnus opus, or opus magnus. <laughs> Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. That's, it'll be it'll be good. Rodimus Prime. That's what they called Hot Rod when he got the Matrix in the. If we hype it up movie. enough, people might still listen. If you if you <laughs> record it, they will come. Exactly. Yeah. No, but really, with the amount of uh, information that we want to put together, like if we do a show about the areas of hip hop, we want to do it the way it should be done. We want to present it to pay proper respect to the people that did what they've done to make all of this possible. Right, right. So that's why it's taking so long. That, and we're kind of lazy. I'm not lazy. Okay, I'm lazy. I do have a microphone, and I've had, I'm only on my fifth mixtape, yeah. So I am a little lazy. <laughs> but, um, no, hopefully, like I said, we're going to stretch the errors out over a time span. So we might do a different episode, and then you'll get part two or three, whatever we're on. But we will get it done. But today, it is December 31st, 2000, almost at 7, 2008, <laughs> we are, I can't tell time now, 8 hours? No? 12, 12 hours? hours? Yeah. No, I don't seem right. No. <laughs> wow. Um, 8 would f- be 10, 9, 10, ten. No, Thank you, eight West would Virginia be, Public School System, eight for would be six hours. giving us such math skills. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it would be six hours. It's eight hours away, right? Is that what you're concluding? It is nine hours and 40 minutes okay. away from yeah. the new year. Yeah, and I'm going to be drunk. Sing it with me. And Matt's going to a lovely dinner with his with his soon-to-be wifey. 
Yeah. And I bought a six pack of red stripe. Oh yeah, night. you seen those commercials with Jamaican? Bought some sparkling grape juice. Oh yeah. He's I'm a square, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I said he's a square. Your girl fine. Yeah. Your girl uh, fine. I can be square. That's fine. We're gonna have a good time. Oh yeah, we're gonna stop talking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, since it's the end of the year, we haven't given you a podcast since April, and we really haven't updated the site consistently since. September? Since some time ago, yes. Some time has passed. <laughs> and that's like, that's like again, in case anybody forgot. <laughs> I kind of did, actually. I, I don't even know the address to my own website anymore. This is pretty bad. It's um, it's um, www.hiphop. No, wait, then. no, that's Mylan. <laughs> it's hiphopmanifesto.org because we're a non-profit organization. But we'd like to change that. So, But, yeah. you know, taxes and you know stuff. Yeah. Taxes are a bitch. All right, so it's the wrap-up. Like Mad Skills. Which hadn't come out yet, incidentally. That's the radio point. the radio rip is out. May- oh, but I couldn't okay. listen to it. It's so but bad. Maybe stop doing it because it's not what it used to be. Yeah, last year over the original beat, I was not feeling that. I think he's doing another original beat. But I'm sure he'll step it up. Like every other year, it seems to be really good. So, But we're going to go ahead and do our top albums of 2008. After we get Chinese food. Yeah, my Chinese food. All right, I just had some Chinese food. <laughs> that was good. You didn't eat anything. You ate grapefruit. I ate an orange. It looked pink. It was kind of pink. That was kind of weird. Weirdest orange it was ever a, ate. It was a grape wrench. <laughs> so, about that top ten list. Yeah, like like I said before, I was so really interrupted by a delicious Chinese. Shout out to Wong's Walk. Um, <laughs> we're going to do our um, top CDs, mixtapes, albums of the year. Because we haven't done anything since April and we feel like you deserve something like that. Some so real content, some yeah. meatiness. And if awesome. you haven't listened to any of these now, it's a good time to listen to them now before a bunch of new stuff comes out, and then you just got this huge backlog of good music to listen to. Actually, hip hop's kind of been slow in the beginning of the year. Like, you remember, like the last big album come out last year was like what Lupe, and yeah. then nothing came out until for a while. Like there was stuff that came out, but nothing really started hitting until like what April, right? And stuff, and even then it was disappointing. Kids in Hall, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I kind of see it as a good thing because. Now it seems like, see the big, a big complaint of a lot of people in 2007 mm-hmm. was that the A and Rs weren't putting much into uh, artist development. Albums were either getting rushed or getting just pushed back for months and months. Yeah. Now, even though there's fewer releases, it seems like the releases that are coming out are much bigger. There's more hype going into those things. There's a lot more marketing that should be placed for the artists that are coming out. It's still not, you know. Rainbows and kittens or anything <laughs> for all the people that Rainbows don't have anything coming kittens. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for the stuff that is out, like it, it's good for them. I agree. But unfortunately, not everybody can have the marketing of Kanye or something. Yeah. I hear a lot of rappers say that Jeezy gets promoted, but I don't think I've ever seen him in a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We were just talking about the brat being in jail and inside joke. Maybe one day we'll tell it to you. But, um... I guess we should get into the proceedings here. Yeah, That's so, what everybody's here for. All, all right. two of the people I know listen to this. So give us... Shout out to Eric and Derek. Thank you. That's their two <laughs> listeners. Yep. Hope you haven't forgotten about us in the last six months. I know Eric hadn't. And I talk to Dee pretty regularly, so, yeah. And that one guy that you talked to on the phone that, that one time. Yeah, that's Eric. See, you're in touch with, like, fans on, like, a first-name basis. Yeah, but my... See, the reason they're my fans is because they're my friends from fan fiction. Uh, Say that three times, fans. <laughs> fans, fan fiction. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay, so... I guess you should start. All right. 
I'm gonna just pick one album. I'll tell what I like about it. If it's on your list, you say something about it, and we'll go back. No, if it's on my list, I will ixnay it. Ixnay it. Ixnay it. Okay. Pig Latin. It's the only word I know in Pig Latin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so say Nas Untitled in Pig Latin. Okay, that's not fair. I get to talk about Untitled, but you're probably did say it better than me. So go ahead and talk about Untitled. Okay. Untitled. Still screaming paper chasing But presidential candidates Is planning wars with other nations Over stake with masons Pregnant to your stomach Let my words massage it and rub it I'll be his daddy if there's nobody there to love it Tell him his name Nasir Tell him how he got here Mama was just having fun with someone above her years Niggas is still hating Talking that Nas done fell off with rhyming He rather floss with diamonds They pray please God Let him spit that Uzi in the army lining That shorty do I rolling oops in the park reclining Take 27 MC Put them in a line and they out of alignment. My assignment since he said retirement hiding behind. To me, was the before Kanye's album was out, was the most controversial talked about album to come out. I wouldn't say Kanye's album was controversial. I just say no, a lot of people were pissed off. Yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this garbage. I heard about his album coming out for about as long as I've known Kanye, it seemed like. Yeah, and let me go ahead and break this down for him because I, I know you can't say certain words. Nas' album was called Untitled. Originally, the album was supposed to be called Nigga. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when people started getting on Nas' case by one name his album Nigga, he's like, you know what, I'm going to name my album Nigger then. <laughs> so the album was called Nigger for most of the duration until about, what, a month and a half before it came out? And then he finally decided he was going to call it Untitled, but a lot of people were calling it Self-Titled, but no, it's called Untitled. So, take it away. So it went from the A to the ER to nothing. Nasty Nas Esco to Escobar. Now he is just done. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. Oh, I didn't say it. <laughs> I thought about it, though. No, for real, though, the reason that the album really, really moved me is because where he went with it. Like, he worked on this album for a long time. Like, Hip Hop is Dead was the album that came out beforehand, right? Yeah, it came out in 06. Extended clip inside of my AK. Roller every station, murder the DJ. Roller every station, murder the DJ. DJ, DJ, yeah. DJ. I just died this morning and she's dead. She's dead. Yeah, it seems like it's like a year and a half that happened since his last album that got dropped. Yeah. So he had all this time, all this energy he was investing into it. And really, I think he really pushed the envelope on a lot of different tracks. And a big thing is like, Okay, when Hip Hop Is Dead came out, he had one song with Jay-Z. That's after, like, 
Nas and Jay-Z sell their differences, you know, Nas signs the Def Jam, does all that. And really, it was kind of anticlimactic, because you did Black Republican, and then Nas just disappeared. Like, put out a few mixtapes, like The End came out. Um, That's Def Jam's work fault, though. With Static Selector, like, all these things came out. But <laughs> it did give him a lot of time to focus on this album. And I think it was a good quality album from Nas, who hasn't been the most consistent artist. <laughs> But it, it was it was a good good album. It was a good follow up to Hip Hop Is Dead. It was. I didn't expect it to be that good, honestly. Like, cause I love Nas. Nas has always been one of my favorite rappers. But for every Illmatic, Stillmatic, Godson, you get Nostradamus, Half of I Am, um, half, most of Streets Disciple, <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So I, I didn't have. I really liked Hip Hop Was Dead. So I was expecting to be let down. But I was thoroughly impressed by this album. Thoroughly impressed. He took it places I hadn't. I didn't think he were. He. I knew he. He had the balls to do it, but he did it in a way where I didn't find it all that offensive to a point. Yeah, like if you're gonna call your album this, it better be pulled off very artistically. Is all I can say. Yeah. And surprisingly, the whole content of the album was was great. Like, do you? Have, what's your favorite song on the album? Favorite song on the album? I don't know. I'm going to take out, take a look. Let's take a look at the notes here, aka my iTunes. Holler. <laughs> uh, Untitled. There we go. Favorite song on the album? I'd have to say it's um probably tie between. Okay, there's three I really like: Sly Fox, Fried Chicken, Y'all My Niggas. I'd probably have to say my favorite out of that would have to be fried chicken. Really? I really like Sly Fox, but that the fried chicken concept was just See, crazy. When you hear these like these song titles, you understand really the central theme of what he was going with the uh, the album title. Yeah, yeah. But it's not offensive. Because black people like watermelon I mean, and chicken. I mean, I, <laughs> I have no reason to be offended by it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like Songs like Sly Fox actually... Locked in the idiot box, the video slots broadcast the Waco Davidian plots. They own YouTube, MySpace. When this ignorant shit gon' stop, they monopolize the news, your views, and the channel you choose. Propaganda, visual cancer, the eye in the sky, number five on the dial. Secret agenda, frequency antenna, Dr. Mindbender. One of my favorite songs on it is more of like a rock sound to it. And even though it was all ghost written by Stickman of Dead Prez. It was a really good song uh, criticizing, like, Fox News and, like, the conservative uh, media that's really evolved against hip-hop in the last few years. Yeah. What and up, Riley? It was, <laughs> it was... I don't know. It's like Nas had a message again. That's what made me happy. Is you go and you look back at the old Nas, and Nas was just god of lyricism, to Nas Escobar. Like, that's something else. <laughs> it Was Written was not that bad of an album, though. Very true. I will say this though, my my real favorite song on the album is Hero, but it has nothing to do with the whole concept of the album, so I kind of left it out. But I think Hero is probably one of Nas's best hot, like I don't know, it's not really a club song, would you say? No, it's, 
It had the game on it, which kind of like... No, no, that was Make the World Go Round. You're right. It was just him and Carrie Hilson. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. And then Polo the Doggo, Big Mother! It's really a beat. It wasn't real. No, honestly, Hero wasn't that much of a single. If you like, the beat is screaming single, like Make Me a Single. And Nas had Carrie Hilson, he had the catchy hook. Yeah. Even though I really couldn't understand a lot of the hook, but it was catchy. Yeah, I don't, the I don't verses though, that, that what is it? The one where he's he's talking about having to change his album title. He he really wasn't holding back on the on the hero either. So hero was really my favorite song on the album. I feel like that's selling out because it was a single, but I really thought hero. He really went in on it though. If it's yeah. gonna if you're gonna call it a single, label as a single, even if it's not like a club banger, he did what he needed to do. Go accomplished. And he makes me not want to rhyme on it. So. Go accomplish. There's <laughs> okay. very few songs I don't want to rhyme over, and I can't do it. So that's one of my top five. Okay. What's one of your top five? And these are in no apparent order, because we wouldn't be able to do the math to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, West Virginia school system. No offense. Big up. <laughs> <laughs> Big up to all my haters. Now, see, we can, we can diss our school system like that, because our school system got yeah, shut Hampshire down. County. And taken over by the state. Yeah, for real. You know what? I'm going to go to this little this little chump. Ouch. Yeah, he's not really a chump, all right? He, he, he's, Tell me who you're talking about. All right, Lil Wayne. I give The Carter 3 as one of my best albums of the year. And I will say this. <clears throat> I really like Lil Wayne when he first was like, when Cash Money first showed up. <coughs> you, can ask, you can ask Matt. <sighs> he used to hear about me talk. That was so not necessary. <sighs> Apologize. I will not apologize. Oh, whatever. Of Lil Wayne. <sighs> not the Wayne. <laughs> just Wayne. to the listeners. You no, just I'm in their ears. Sorry. Is... Yeah, now you're on the spot. <laughs> now I feel like an ass. <laughs> anyway, Lil Wayne. I was a fan when he was younger. And then once Juvenile left and BG left, and it was just him. I really wasn't that impressed. Carter One came out. I realized he was biting Jay Z and learning how to do some lyrics. I liked it. Carter 2 came out. I felt like it was way too overhyped. He did have some good songs. And the only Lil Wayne song CD I can say I listened to all the way through or really ever enjoyed was Dedication to the Mixtape he did with DJ Drama. But I listened to the Carter 3. Listen to the drought? I know these words, but I know not a single song on the drought. I did, The drought 3 sucked, except for a couple songs. I, got, I have like the early droughts, haven't listened to them. I got some other ones I haven't listened to him. Like right when he's starting to get real lyrical and stuff. Or learning how to do something besides bling bling. You mean when his voice got like that yeah, when smoker he... and you can't understand the word he's saying type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, that thing. Okay. Um, But the, I really think the Carter 3 is one of the best albums of the year. Why is that? I mean, from because... my point of view, with his annoying ass voice, and I, you can call it lyricism, but I have no idea what he's saying. Convince me why it's, why it's good, why I should listen to it. Because I'm sure there's other people just like the me. The reason you should listen to Carter 3 is because it is most it's it's the most mainstream hip hop got without being a pop album and still being and you can still enjoy it as a hip hop head. See that I can be open minded, that that convinced me. I'm gonna give it a listen. I'll listen to it. I will listen to it. From start to finish with a definition like that. That's yeah. good. I pulled that one out of my ass, ladies and gentlemen. Or technically, gentlemen. <laughs> 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 Talking to Eric and Derek here. 
Really, just one female, and we'd really be able to say that. So <laughs> if you know a woman that would listen that to That wants to listen to the hip-hop podcast, let us know. But I, w- I was really amazed by the quality of the production on there, because Wayne's a, sou- a Southern rapper, and I've never really been a big hit fan of Southern rappers except for T.I. and Ludacris. And Outkast. And Outkast, yeah. But they, I'm, I wouldn't class... I know they're Southern, but I don't yeah. classify them as Southern. I never really have. They're just a, a great hip hop group to me. Yeah, yeah. That's like they exist outside of time and region, really. Yeah, like like tribe, like tribe. You don't think tribe New York rappers all the time? No, you don't. No, and they, of course they are. But I'll, I'll say this: the car, the album didn't start out too. The first song on there, I was like, oh god, <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like the beat. His rhymes really suck. So ignore the first song. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now because you might want to turn it off. But miss the next song with Jay Z, Mr. Carter. Is amazing. A Millie guy. The original Millie. The original Millie. <laughs> it's honestly a good, straight, just, it's good rhymes, honestly. If you can understand them. Okay. <laughs> it's good rhymes. And. I might need an interpreter. Maybe. I'll, I'll send you your lyrics. <laughs> Got money. It will grow on you to a point. It really grew on me once it became a single. I didn't like it first. Comfortable featuring Babyface. That was, that was just dope. That was Kanye. So I didn't know Babyface was on that. It it sounds more like a Babyface sample because it doesn't sound like he's singing it like they really collab. But it's Kanye beat and Babyface. He had Babyface on there, but it, it's a really dope beat. And then Doctor Carter. That's my coffee. Good morning, Doctor Carter. Hey, sweetie. Looks like it's gonna be a long day. Uh, another one. Huh? What we got? Your first patient yeah. is suffering from a lack of concepts, uh-huh. originality. Uh. His flow is weak, and he has no style. Uh. What you got for him? Okay, let me put my gloves out, zone, and my scrubs on. Harder to the rescue. Excuse me if I'm late, but like a thief, it takes time to be this great. Uh, so just wait, your style is a disgrace. Your rhymes are fifth place, and I'm just grace. One, uno, ace, and I'm trying to make your heart beat like bass. <laughs> but it's sweet like cake, and I come to fix whatever you shall break. What is your originality? You are so fake. So picture me like a gallery. Capture what I say. All I need is it's about one, him being a doctor in the ER, saving, having all these victims come in with various things like bad wordplay and something else. And he's trying to save them. Eventually, he saves like the last one, which is hip hop and all this stuff. It's like. A very good concept. I was shocked when That's I heard it. It's not a concept I would expect from Lil Wayne. It's a Swiss beat, too. Swiss did that beat. It doesn't even say, and he's not on it, too. I'm shocked by that. He's like, Dr. Carter, get your hands up. <laughs> Phone home's annoying. I tend to like it, though. So I'm breaking this down to, for you. Uh, okay, so I can skip these and not hold it against you, basically. I No, I'm saying you can listen to these. Okay. Because you say you're the whole thing. I, I will listen to and it. And not hold it against me. That right. I'm just warning you now. Right. Tie My Hands is really dope. Because you got Robin Thicke, it's just like a guitar lick, just repeated guitar loop. And Wayne's talking about some serious shit. Mrs. Officer <clears throat> is probably like the most pop song. <clears throat> you actually have Bobby Valentino imitating a police siren on the hook. and But it's catchy. And it, it's talking about a cop pulling Wayne over and wanting to have sex with him because he's Lil Wayne. Let the beat build. <laughs> I know. Let the beat build. If I was a record exec... Yeah. And you're telling me that this is what you're going to put on your album. I probably would just cut you off right there. Unless like, my name was Lil Wayne. Unless my name was Lil Wayne. But okay, now, okay. All right. now, let the beat build another Kanye beat. 
I see you, big bro. I'ma kill these niggas, man. Yeah. <laughs> Straight off the block with it. Eagle Street to be specific. I'm peeping at you, people different. I pay my dues, you keep the difference. I can see the end in the beginning. So I'm not racing, I'm just sprinting. Cause I don't wanna finish. They diminish, I replenish. I think it's dope the way Wayne worked with the beat. The, like it sounds like he's actually like at first he's rapping just over the sample and then in come like the drums and the kicks and then the bass it slowly and, adds on yeah so. so he's really letting the beat build it's, it's a dope concept Shoot Me Down is an angry song like ah blah blah, blah. I can't believe y'all it's 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 good though Lollipop yeah whatever <laughs> One, you've heard it you can skip that yeah. one La La you're gonna hate the beat but give it a chance it's got Busta Rhymes on it it does. Is the, it good Busta Rhymes or is it, it bad Busta Rhymes? It's good Busta. Busta probably has the best verse in the song. The version that came out right after this with um David Banner instead of Briscoe on it is way better. But La La's not bad if you can get, if you can live with the beat. Playing with Fire is a little underwhelming for me because it the beat sounds like it's going to be such a huge thing, but it really didn't work for me. So it's playing with fire, and then the fire kind of goes out. Yeah. Okay. You Ain't Got Nothing is an alchemist beat. And Fabulous and Jewel's make Wayne look pretty silly on there, but it's worth it just to hear their rhymes at alchemist beat. Okay. And then Don't Get It, it's cool, but then for the rest of it, like after he's done the little song, he talks about Al Sharpton and all types of stuff, like going on a little serpent. Is this why it's really long? Yeah. So okay. you, you might want to stop it after a while, but I, and I only broke that down for him. Or anybody else said, I'm going to listen to Carter 3 because Kellen Conley said so. So, yeah. There's Don't take my of, word for it. But there's plenty <laughs> and plenty of people that will tell you to listen to Lil Wayne. And there's plenty of other people. I mean, for every Lil Wayne listener, there's a non-Lil Wayne listener. So, really, this little conversation we just had right here, really, I think a lot of people have had this conversation yeah. before. Our boy Amilo, he says he hates Lil Wayne, too. But, like, one out of ten verses, Wayne really has a good verse. And, honestly, same way with his songs. Like, I just downloaded two of his new mixtapes to hear. I'm thinking he's going to, that they'd be good songs, whatever, a couple. They're all garbage. <laughs> they're all garbage. But this album, he picked the right tracks to put together for this album. And it works. That's why I say Carter Three is one of the best albums of the year. Okay. Well, moving on. Moving on. The next like album in my top five. And we talked all about it on the blog. On the blog. You could check our last FM. It just exploded when it came out. It was the roots rising down. Look, my squad half man, chill half man, tell her. My band about 70 strong, just like fella. Yeah, Bart, Melly, Mel, Bart, Van Helen. Then we represent Illidale, but it's still repelling. Hey, yo, sicko show like Mike Moore. My city ain't nothing like yours. Slipping in the darkness like war. Nightfall with the lights off. You see a lot of life lore for the white horse. Regardless, the charges making us all targets. Hard on a red carpet, guns from the black market. Hey, who got the politicians in their back pocket? Pimp slap, pump that, give me that. Not really into it. No, I enjoyed it. I definitely did. But um, I think I was on my Wale kick then. And so I kind of listened to it. And then went so you listened to, to Rising Wale. Up then. <laughs> I listened to Rising Up a lot, yes. Yes, big fan of Rising Up. But it's 
I don't know. Like, it could be that recently we went to a Roots show. I mean, in the distance. When was that? That was uh, 06? Yeah. Was it 06? Fall Fest 06, yeah. Well, I was Tommy a was 07. Roots fan before. And then I saw them live, and it, it changed something about They're me. They're amazing live, Seeing yo. the Roots live should be one of the hip-hop things you need to do before you know they're you going to stop touring? You didn't know. They're actually, um, you know that, um, shit, Fallon is taking over Conan's job. Conan's about, Conan O'Brien's about to take over tonight's show in May. They're Jimmy, becoming a house band? Yeah. Jimmy Fallon is going to take Conan's show. They will be his house band. The Roots, and so they're not stopping touring completely, but because they're going to be the house band and they're going to be doing so many shows a year, they are actually going to be cutting back. Wow. Yeah. Like, there was a big, like, when that video came out and they were talking about it, like, before the official announcement, like, it was so much controversy and so many people, like, in outrage about it that Questlove had to take the the play, the video off of OK Player and, like, anything it fell on YouTube because, like... He knew, I don't, I know he was in a video. I never watched it. I just read the headlines or whatever. I, I think it was just that he didn't want to give people wrong idea that they were never tour again. Right. It's just like, we're doing this for now. If you know? Questlove was following me on Twitter, I would totally be sending him a message about this yeah, right now. Yeah, I would be now. DMing you right now. But he doesn't know me like that. And speaking of Twitter, you can check us out at twitter.com slash manifesto. Self-promotion. Or twitter.com slash be hyphen or... Twitter.com slash CH1V4LRY. All the names are taken, man. Twitter got popular before I could even get my, my uniqueness in there. You could have been Chivalrous Mateo. Yeah, that's kind of whack. Anyway, the Roots album came out, and I was just happy to have another Roots album out. I mean, the Roots are an incredible live show, as we were saying. And after I saw that, it really made me look at the Roots with a whole new eye. And the album that came out last year, which two was years ago. two years ago. Game Theory. Game Theory. I liked Game Theory, and I liked this political Clock message. Clock with but- no hands was my shit. Yeah. Sitting in the staircase, holding back chairs, looking over mad years worth of photographs. Pictures of some places I ain't never going back. Some people I used to love, why well, ain't showing that? The skies was overcast when I was sober last. My head is spinning, couldn't tell you if it's slow or fast. It start to get too clear, I got to go and grab. To y'all, it's a shame, but life is what we know it as. Waiting, navigating the plot without plans in the car, it's hard to read as You can tell it, it definitely got darker. Like, it was yeah. a darker feel to it. Mm. This is, had a little bit of remnants of that. Like, I don't know if any of those tracks were kind of throwaways from the last one. Mm-hmm. Probably not with the root standards of putting out new albums. But as a whole, like, you listen to it from start to finish. And I was just blown away. I was like, wow. People can still push the envelope with hip-hop way more than I would ever expected. Like The joint that has black... Um, what, what's the one when Black Thought is just spitting forever? Uh, 75 bars, I think. Oh, I love that. I love I mean, that one. Black Thought, the MC for The Roots, is just... A, lyrically, I mean, he's a prodigy. Like, there's... I don't understand how the man does the things that he does with words. And the composition of people like Quest, uh, Quest Love of The Roots, the yeah. drummer, is unbelievable. I could listen to Quest Love instrumentals all day long. Quest Love did the remix of Pharrell's In My Mind. It was called Out of My Mind. My nigga, you could do it too. 
And that, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the Pharrell album, but I was instrumentally. That album was it blew my mind. Man. Yeah. I went fucking nuts when I heard that. I so agree. check that out too. There's a little side reference for that one. So is that not one of your top five this year, or what are your thoughts on that? I didn't listen to it enough. I know it's the thing is with the Roots and like any of the like real classic artists, unless their name's Jay Z, of course, for me. It's like I know it's so good. I feel like I don't have to listen to <laughs> That's what it is. I have albums on here from people that's like, that's dope-ass albums that I, I have Ready to Die and um, uh, Life After Death right there. Barely listen to them. Wow. But they're just there in case I ever get in a, a big mood. I know what the, what's there, but I, I really like Rising Down a lot. Get Busy was another one of those beats that, oh, it was a big busy. freestyle beat when it yeah. came out. Like Busta went in on and it. And Petey Surprised the hell out of me. You've been telling me about PDPD and PDPD also Petey known Crack. as Petey Crack yeah. when he's with the with Rockefeller. He's, he's Petey Crack again though. He I, I just thought it was just one of those guys of Rockefeller that just rapped about murdering people and I can I have that you know, I'll get that craving every now and then for that type of hip hop, but he really surprised me. I was like, This is Petey? Like, Jesus Christ, like where the hell has this guy been? You didn't you remember on um the becoming album of, of Seagulls? That I gotta have it. I he went in on that. The guy's a beast, man. He is. And then everybody like, from State Property is pretty nice. I mean, the people that were featured on the album are actually is pretty awesome because the very first song, the Rising Down song, because Pow Wow's more like an intro, but mm-hmm. started out with Most Def, and then I was going crazy because I was happy to hear Most Def on something that mm-hmm. wasn't like Blackjack Johnson or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Styles P, he's pretty good on Rising Down, and Wale, I thought on um, Rising Up was that was awesome. Like it was cool. It was, he fit so naturally into that song, yeah. and we'll talk more about Wale later. Wale. But I was also really happy to see Dice Rawl on so many tracks. Oh, yeah. Dice Rawl's not really a part of the roots. Not he, anymore. He broke off, went solo, and I it's guess no he's, still, he's still like family. <laughs> but right. Dice Rawl, I mean, he's a man that deserves to be known more than just the what he's done with the roots, kind of mm-hmm. like Consequence. But yeah. you might not have the strength of an artist to really carry a whole album by himself. But he's still... A very, very talented MC. Consequences album was hot. Some of them. Some of it? Some of them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, someone like, like Rhymefest. Like, I like Rhymefest, but... Yeah, his first album was a disappointment. Or somebody like GLC or, you know, one of those guys. You think... got a GLC mix. I don't think GLC can carry an album. His voice will get on my nerves. But 
they're very, very skilled at what they do. Yeah. And I enjoy listening to them. I just can't listen to them like I can go and listen to the Roots all day long for yep. a Roots binge. And my big, my one of my things I hate about this album, only thing I probably hate about the album, is they had the single out before they did the final track listing, the Birthday Girl song. Sasha, oh my god. <laughs> Thank you, Roots, for putting me on the Sasha Grace. See, that's another reason why I love the Roots. They put me on the hot porn chicks. Now, I wish Sasha Gray on my Twitter was the real Sasha Gray. Mine is the real Twitter. Is it? You, yeah. got, you got the real one? Yeah. Oh, I got the fake one. <laughs> I got the real one. She talks about photo shoots and stuff. Damn. I also read her MySpace blog. I'm on it like Someone's that. stalking her a little bit, I think. She's a porn star. I can do that. Yeah, that's a good point. When I start so, doing my regular <laughs> podcast, I will have an episode about nothing but porn stars. Mark that down. Spideyville the Clone Saga we coming can soon. Definitely, man. Oh, I didn't tell you about that. No. I'm going to have my own regular podcast. That's just, good. Just juvenile stuff. I feel a little left out. Need some fans. It's not going to be about music. <laughs> I don't have any fans. I just want to hear myself talk. You got friends. <laughs> you have friends too. I have coworkers. Yeah, he has a job and lives in the real world. I'm broke and I have friends. <laughs> hmm. We're in his mom's basement right now recording. No, we're my girlfriend's basement, motherfucker. <laughs> now he lives here too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, birthday girl, <laughs> birthday girl. I thought would have been a really big crossover record for the Roots, and the Roots are pretty much internationally known, and people know who the Roots are. Especially Grammy award winning, especially white people. Not to be offensive, <laughs> but if you say the Roots, people like yeah. they're like, oh, I know the Roots. That's a good point. The Roots are really, oh yeah, oh, I like them, especially Actually, hippies. I've had this conversation at work with some people like that. They're like, oh, you mean that guy with the afro that was on the yeah. Chappelle show with John yeah. Barrett? Like, what the do fuck? Do you remember Casey from Bot State? Yes. Yeah, do you really? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm just like, <laughs> she was a huge Roots head. And you know all those... I know. All I those potheads. She had all these yeah, Roots Yeah, all those potheads at Pot State, they love the Roots. Right after she just got blazed, and it was the weirdest thing, because she's a hippie, and I'm... Talk the, to her about the roots. Tom West took her home, like one of the times when West took me home. She had the roots come alive in the car. So you listen to the roots. I love the roots. <laughs> you see, but my White thing people is people love the roots. <laughs> <laughs> my thing with Birthday Girl is it would have been it would have pushed them even further into the mainstream, and they could have gotten those mainstream sales. Instead of doing those terrible numbers that they're doing for Def Jam right now. But you got to respect that the fact that they said, you know what? We could be making millions of dollars outside of our live shows, but we're not going to do it. And you do not blame them for a song like Birthday Girl because it doesn't feel out of place. It's like what Joe Budden said. He can put out a club record and he can put out a non-club record mm -hmm. and he's not going to feel out of place on either one of them. You're going to be like, he can do that. He can do both. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the real flexibility of the roots and someone like Joe Budden. So, what's your next album? Gobstopper. Gobstopper. That's not an album. I got candy. I got candy, I got strawberry soda. Just ate Chinese. Man, I'm having a good New Year's Eve. Great though. drink. You just wait till the liquor comes out. Holler. Um, next album. <sighs> what do I want to go with? I never listened to Jeezy. Did you listen to Jeezy? You don't like Jeezy. Nah. I, I never really gave him a chance. I have not ever really said that. I didn't, I didn't like Jeezy when his first album came out, when all the hype came out. I was like, this, this nigga sucks. <laughs> and then um, the second album, the inspiration, I really liked the inspiration so much I listened to it once. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Very, very I really much. enjoyed it. Shut up. And um, really liked it. Played it one time. That's that's what I did a lot. Um, you already said nice. The formula came out. I didn't really like the formula. Buckshot, Ninth Wonder are not good. Yeah, I don't care what they say. Um, wait, Gene Gray came out this year. Technically, the album's only four years, years old. Yeah, that wasn't really worth it. Uh, know what? I'm gonna go in on this right here. Next album I'm picking of one of my favorites is the Bar Exam Two. It's a not, not really an album. Auto tuned. It's turn up your radio. Turn up your radio. Don't need no rotation, MC with no patience. Did he call me to write it when he needed rotation? Went to his location, wrote it for no payton. Gave him my CD while streets was pulsating. I guess my luck passed, yup, cause puff passed. Puff passed on me like the weed rotating. No hate in me, must be eating way too much cheesecake if he think he can see a MC from his team taking. Uh, that ain't shut no up. <laughs> Bar Exam 2 by Royce59. It's really a mixtape, but. I've been waiting for this mixtape since he did the first one in what, 06? Yeah, I think. Correct, I, I think he did right when he got out of jail. Yeah. Rappers go to jail. Yes, it's true. Um, it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> except he went to jail for DUIs. <laughs> it got a year and a day. No hate, though. Royce 59 is an yeah. incredible person. Royce 59 always been one of my favorite rappers ever since I first read about him in the source in like 1998 as like one of the four months on Hype Winners. And. I've always done his material, but this is like his new, new, new material, right? And this album from start to finish, even with Green Lantern yelling, even with the guest appearances and the skits, I'm the shit fool. I love all of that, yo. He, Royce just has a way. I'll tell you one thing. Royce is really leaning towards the gunplay music. Definitely. Because he used to not do that so much, but now he's straight up gangster with it. I don't give a fuck, which honestly... He's one of the few people I listen to that I, I can handle it with. Like, if it's the locks, I can listen to it. Seagull, I can listen to it. And Royce. And they, they just have a way of saying, I'm going to murder your face. So great that I want, I'm like, yeah, I'm murdering this dude's face, son, you know? And it's not, I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm a conscious rapper. I'm supposed to think about people's feelings and shit, but fuck that. <laughs> Royce 59, for exam, is just some. Hard ass shit. You in a mood? You 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 mad because you fucking tripped over your cat coming out the front door this morning? You put the bar exam in and you be rolling up in that bitch around here to 
ready to work the shit out of the keyboard, son, if you're a guy with a keyboard job. Or straight out, take out that cat because he tripped your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I want to I wanna get to something that Matt referred to. He said there's a lot of auto-tune in the album. And in the beginning, there is. That's and a good bit. The thing honestly. is with Royce, though, unlike... Like, I don't feel like he exploited the auto-tune to get more listens. I feel like he was honestly using it for fun and because it gave his song something else that would have been lacking otherwise. Like, he was mostly using it on hooks, like the I'm Nice joint. He basically did the Lil Wayne hook, except he changed the words. And, like, there's some other, like, um, what else he used it on? Uh, Weather, I think he used it on Weatherman. I mean, he you, he did use it a lot, but where he used it, I felt like it was appropriate. And I didn't feel like he was overdoing it or just trying being a jackass. Well, all right, this seemed like an appropriate time for me to talk about auto-tune for like two seconds. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Tell them what auto-tune is first. Auto-tune is a plug-in or it's actually a, a device that's similar to the vocoder. It's not a vocoder. I mean, it kind of the same thing, but it doesn't. It's digital. And, well, vocoder, I don't know. I don't know my shit, okay? <laughs> but it's different from a vocoder before you say that. What it does, it alters one's voice to get them on pitch so that they sing along with the track and actually sound like they have some singing ability. So if they don't hit the note, you go into auto-tune and it puts you at that note. Right. It distorts your voice because you weren't naturally at that. Right. Now, I'm actually going to put some auto-tune on this so you can learn, like... Right now, I'm gonna say I'm gonna sing something. It's gonna go la 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 la. Okay, now that was auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Auto tune. You're giving the definition of auto tune. Auto tune's been around for years. Many artists been using it because mostly it's used for vocal accompaniment to give it like an extra oomph, more voices behind it, or help. Like Cher used it on that. Remember she had that, that dance track? Did you believe it? Yeah. yeah, that has auto tune on it. So it's been around forever. The only reason auto-tune is so big now and everybody uses it, T-Pain blew up within 05. Akon uses it. Akon uses it. And T-Pain's just taking it to an art form using it where he's the one who uses it best. Then Kanye, then Wayne jumped on the auto-tune thing. Kanye did a whole album in auto-tune. Now you got random artists doing auto-tune. My boy Prophet has a, just did a hook in auto-tune. And Prophet can somewhat carry a tune. Enough to at least do a hook. And he used it. But it worked well for him, so I ain't going, I ain't going to hate. I mean, he probably tweak it a little bit. I still know? think, I can't but, get over this incredible feeling that it's a fad. It is a fad, absolutely. Why yeah. isn't it? I just, I, don't, I look at it and it all. So you're hating it because you think, because you know it's going to go away eventually. It just, it looks dated already. Like, when you hear auto-tune now, you're automatically like, oh, that must be uh, Akon or T-Pain. I used auto-tune on, I did a remix of Beyonce Single Ladies, right? And on the very last four bars... What? Oh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> the very last four bars, I used auto-tune, and I thought I used it well because it was just a, a transition from me rapping straight to having a little harmony going back into Beyonce's vocals. So I don't think there's anything wrong with auto-tune. Well, the I thing think, with auto-tune, though, is that everybody sounds the same when true, doing it. True, and it's like, And some people, like Nori, should never use it like he did on the Central Seduction remix he did. That was oh, awful, Nori. Yeah, Snoop did it too. Snoop used the um, he used the actual vocoder though. Oh, okay. Because he had the tube and everything, and like Stevie Wonder's used auto tune before. There's a video. Oh, I'm, I'm not YouTube. trying to hate on it. Like it's it's got its, its uses, its practicality. Peter Frampton, it. anyone? <laughs> 
It's just when something makes everyone sound the same, you really don't stick out anymore. And right. that was the whole purpose, I think, of the artists that were using it, is someone like T-Pain, you wouldn't know who T-Pain was if his songs didn't sound like a robot because it would just sound like every other R&B song you would have heard. T-Pain does write some mean-ass hooks, though. I well, say well, I'm that. saying your voice and what makes you sets you apart from everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And then everybody liked it because they're like, oh, you know, this must be what's hot. I'm going to go and do this. Just like everyone's like, Swagger like us, I guess I got a rhyme over it. I did. I did. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I'm yes, saying... Yes, he is. <laughs> the whole point is to set yourself apart. Yeah. And why do what everybody else is doing? It's a philosophical problem I have with it. Yeah. But anyway, Bar Exam 2, I'm not going to... I'm going to stop hating on it right now, because I actually... I did enjoy it. I stopped listening to it about three times because I was like... Bar Exam 2. Invasion. I landslide you to the lava below. Kind of stance, nigga. How many bars? How far can you go? Only as far as the mind. Cannabis, a voice, 5-9. Bar Exam 2. Spit a rhyme. A miniature version of me. Told me he wanted to MC. I told him, be careful who you be. He said, I'ma just be me. I said, yeah, I see. But you don't understand what I really mean. Look at the manifest list. It got my name down. A bald head for a cold crown. How you like me now? Auto tune. And I actually listened to it. And it's actually a good album. It and is. Royster Five Nine is the Royal Flush Freestyle with cannabis and um and who cannabis. Else and when's the last time you heard cannabis? Yeah, that's what everybody said. And Royster Five I'm mean, especially excited. And Elza, that, that shit was bananas, yo. To hear what he's gonna be doing with Slaughterhouse with Joe Budden oh, yeah. and Joel Ortiz. But that's in the and future. Crocodile. Right now yeah. we're talking about this year. So, any final thoughts on Bar Exam 2? Bar Exam 2 is one of the best CDs you can listen to, regardless. It's got real hip-hop lyricists. It's from a real MC. And if you feel mad, it'll make you feel better. There you go. All right. Final words. All right. So, that's where you went with it. Next person I want to talk about, he's got a lot of hype behind him, is Wale. Eternity Ambassador. Heard you by assassin. Now I'm laughing because I'm passing you yeah, and Bama's rap, but they lack the passion for it. They lack the vision. Young Falara now can Labrador I reel them in, go with domes on. See, I'm on my Scott Storch, stay in Clef Timberlands. Yeah, a beat clubber. No thug, but the streets love them. YBM and EMP, it's like we brothers. Wale. And peace yeah. all <laughs> Really, as far as we both know here, the only thing that he's put out this year is the mixtape about nothing. Which was based on Seinfeld. He's a big Seinfeld head, and of course, that was always a show about nothing. So he did the mixtape about nothing. <laughs> Stop laughing. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about Wale, about this is, this the is, roots of Wale? This is you. Yeah, but you're way more knowledgeable about this than I am. All right. I discovered Wale when I thought his name was Whale. <laughs> Fail Whale. Yeah, pretty much. Because M.I.'s like, oh, I'm listening to this new guy named, named Whale. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Well, let me hear him. And I liked it. But... Eventually, I learned his name was Wale, W-A-L-E, and he's from the D.C. area, and he represents the DMV, which is D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and... <laughs> Working their way up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Deal. Um, <laughs> no, but he's from D.C. Number 64. He's repping D.C., and he's, one of, and he's one of the few rappers that actually rep D.C. I mean, I'm sure there's been tons of rappers from D.C., but he's the first one actually getting noticed on a national scale. Because Go-Go's very regional, if you know what Go-Go yes. is. Very regional. Like, I, I step in West Virginia, so you know what Go-Go is. They're like, Reba McIntyre? Like, no. You know? 
Go, um, go. No, I just stereotype my own state. <laughs> Not everybody from West Virginia listens to Reba McIntyre, okay? There. Anyway, he's from D.C. And he has he's, go-go roots. He has, he's very ingrained in go-go. He loves his city. And so that's always been his thing, putting his city on his back or whatever and just representing with good lyrics and good songs. So he started out in like 06, did a mixtape here, did a mixtape there. And then he met Mark Ronson, who produced Amy Winehouse's Back in, back in Black? Black. Yeah, Back in Black. And he's also... Um, produced some of Ron Fest's first album. He signed Ron Fest, actually. I'm going to burp. No, I'm not. Sorry. Um, uh, there it was. Um, <laughs> he produced some of um, Ron Fest's album. He's on the same label. Oh, Back to Black. He took... Yeah, Back to Black. Correction. I said Back in Black? Yeah. Oh. Getting a Johnny Cash on. The Man in Black. And they took... Ronson took Wale on tour with him overseas because he liked him so much. And... He hadn't signed him at this point, but he just saw so much potential. So he took him on the road with him, like, all across, like, Europe and stuff. And eventually he came back, and he signed him to to his label, and he's also on Interscope. So Wale is basically ingrained in Go-Go. He has, gr- he has great lyrics. He's a real thoughtful guy. Like, if you, like, I know people from D.C., and they have their own... It's like DC's a whole other world compared to other parts of the country. It's got like its own ethnographic stuff to it. Like, there's parts of DC that only someone from DC is going to understand. Yeah. It's a very unique culture, especially within hip hop. Right. That if, I mean, you can know everything about hip hop and go to DC and feel like you know nothing. Yeah, exactly. Cause but that's a good thing. Like, there's, there's a lot they, of different stuff going on right they there. They use slang that you don't know. They, they, they got mumbo sauce. I ain't never had mumbo sauce. I've and heard Ed, a lot about their mambo Ed's sauce. always talk about mambo sauce. Yeah, it's a big and thing. shout out to Big Easy. Um, yeah, so, so that that's basically the backstory to Wale. And there's been a lot of hype about him because, like, if you look at Double uh, XL, they had their like top ten freshmen. Yeah, and Wale is one of them, which I happen to have right over there. Plug. And we actually wrote about on the blog. So I wrote about he, it. He, I didn't write anything. He read it. I worked. <laughs> <laughs> I was broke. <laughs> So, but really, basically all I want to say about this, because I, I want to admit that I haven't given this the full in-depth listen that it it deserves for me to talk about it more in depth. But I really enjoyed everything I've heard about it. I did listen to it half-assed all the way through yeah. about two or three times. But you can, the the hype has, has it's. The, the hype is real. The, the hype is real. Yeah. There's stuff behind, there's substance to it. That's where I was looking for. So, Check him out. I mean, actually, he's got, I don't know how many mixtapes out. I listened to them all this year because I heard a few tracks of them. Really, really liked them. And he's got a whole fucking catalog. Yeah, he does. <laughs> just, like, and they're all mixtapes. Yeah, it's like he just came out. But he's got an incredible amount of music out of nowhere. And it's hungry. It's different. It's got a unique sound to it. Would this technically be an honorable mention? Or no, because you... it's still on my, my, on my top five. So mixtape about so, nothing? Almost, is that what yeah, well, and I feel bad doing this, kind of cheating a little bit, but I'm I'm lumping all of Wally's mixtapes because I I heard them all this year. Okay, all into one chunk. And I'm actually going to stop it right there because Matt and I actually talked, and I talked about this for a really long time. I didn't think you were ready for a two-hour podcast one yet since it's only our second episode. So. Here's part one. Episode three has part two. So please move along to episode three.
and yeah, keep listening to Pop Manifesto Podcast, bitch.